Oh, hello. I'm your host, Mag Lewis. Welcome to Sit There and Do Nothing, episode two. We're doing it. My job today is to turn you into some delicious goo, like just a spherical blob of gooey, blobby, blobness. And my voice and my brain is going to touch your brain today. We're going to do a little brain kiss. It's going to be beautiful. But my job is to make you feel delicious inside and better than when you started. So what we're going to do today is go through a goo down breathing exercise followed by a weird and soothing story. This episode contains a lot of medical talk about bowel health and colonics, and also there's a lot of clowns mentioned. So if you're afraid of clowns or you don't want to think about your bowels, I'm not going to be super graphic, don't worry. Clean bowel health is good. We all deserve clean bowels, so hopefully you can hear and think about bowels without being too terribly triggered. So sit back and do nothing for this episode of Sit There and Do Nothing. nothing. (sighs) Let's start by turning you into some goo before we get into the story today. I'd like to start off with a breathing exercise. First, Take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth with me. I got it all out. I hope you did too. (laughs) Now... If you can afford to comfortably and safely make sound wherever you are, I want you to take a deep breath and let out a he in the tune of your choice. Here we go. Hopefully, you at least feel a little goofier and a little bit better. Now, let's do it again, but come up with a different kind of he. Maybe a ha. I think I'll do a ha this time. You don't need to do what I do. Don't feel like you need to do the same tune as me. Go to the beat of your own ha or he. He or ha. You can he and ha together. Alright, here we go. Deep breath in. And ha ha Let's get into the story today. This is a It's a remarkably sunny morning as you awake to the feeling of shiny sunbeams plopping down on your eyelids. You open your eyes gently and, ouchie, it hurts your retinas. So you cover your eyes with the palm of your hand and wake up stretching your other arm out into the air. You've had an incredibly productive week. You did your taxes, took out the trash, ate four different nachos at a nacho crawl on Wednesday. 
you read Eat, Pray, Love front to back, then saw the movie, then wrote a 22-part fanfiction prequel. It's been a glorious week, and as a gift to yourself, you're doing nothing this Saturday, except for one big thing, getting a colonic. You are so, so proud of your bowels. Every morning at 9.30 a.m., you enjoy a routine bowel movement, and it's definitely one to write home about. It comes out with ease, and with a little spritz of the bidet, everything is renewed, and the world, again, turns in harmony with the universe beyond. But this week, your regular 9.30 sesh just hasn't happened. Maybe 11.30 a.m., 4.23 p.m., one time at 2 a.m.? Oh, that was probably the nachos. You pride yourself on how clean you are. Sparkling countertops make your heart happy. And you truly believe that a clean home reflects a clean self. You're embarrassed that your bowels don't match the tip-top, shiny, clean quality you like to keep your life. So you've ordered a colonic today on this sunny Saturday. Clear bowels, clear mind. As you continue to stretch in your bed, you glance at the clock because you've let yourself sleep in on this Saturday and oh shoot, it's almost time for your appointment and you're going to be late. In a hurry, you start to collect old clothes you have lying around. You throw on some blue jeans, you see a white t-shirt, toss that on. Those clown shoes you bought with Paul Rudd are the only ones you can see, so you pop those on too. As you head toward the door, you realize that you have absolutely no idea what the temperature outside is like. Is it warm? Is it cold? So, in practicality, you grab the nearest jacket just in case. It's a classic yellow raincoat. Sure, it's not the best pick as it's totally sunny outside, but you sacrifice the moist arms you'll undoubtedly feel trapped in plastic all day for the convenience of the only jacket you have in your arm's reach. You quickly collect the important things, your keys, wallet, and phone, and realize, oh no, you can't find your usual tote bag. So you throw your items into a red polka dot bandana and gather its edges and tie them around a back scratcher to make a makeshift bag with a stick handle. You're so resourceful. As you head out the door, you glance at your entryway mirror to make sure you don't look totally weird and notice that your hair is an absolute mess from last night's sleep. It's going in every direction, and you messed up big time a couple weeks ago by trying to self-color a rainbow pattern in your hair, but it turned all brown and mushy and splotched with color, and it just looks like bad tie-dye. So you smush down your hair with your hands to look semi-presentable, and you make your way out the door. 
Your drive is relaxing and traffic-free on this calm Saturday morning. As you drive into the parking lot at the doctor's office building, you notice all of the open spots have signs that say, Bing Bong Academy parking only. And that's unfortunately not where you're going. So you optimistically swing back around to the front. And there, front and center by the door is a perfect spot with a sign that says, Parking for Dr. Letizia Haranolami. That's your doctor today. You pull into the spot and hurry inside. You've never seen a photo of what Dr. Harnolami looks like, but you have a good idea in your head what she probably looks like. And as you enter the building, there she is, standing by the door with a clipboard. Your eyes lock and she gives you the biggest grin and says, I'm so excited you're here. I've been waiting so long to meet you. You reach out and shake her hand, and she asks what your name is. Confused, you tell her your name, and she corrects you by saying, Oh, no, 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 sorry. I mean, what's your stage name? You're excited someone is finally seeing past the traditional norms of identity and persona and can't wait to finally debut a new personality, a stage personality. So excitedly, you come up with the first name you can think of and say, Honk, honk, honky baby. My stage name is Honky Baby. Dr. Letizia Harnolami is so excited. She grabs you by the arm and says, All right, Honky Baby, let's go. And you're shocked a doctor that performs colonics is this jazzed. She then leads you through a beaded curtain and walks you into the doctor's waiting room. And this isn't the environment you were expecting. Sure, they have stereotypical items like an aquarium and some magazines. But there's also a ball pit, some aerialists practicing, a man playing show tunes on a piano, and at least 40 kids running around. And it just occurs to you that Dr. Harnolami is wearing a sequin leotard? And is that normal for doctors to wear those? Dr. Harnolami, I should have chosen an easier name to pronounce, whispers in your ear, it's time, and pushes you through another curtain. And before you can question what the heck is happening, you get hit with something. It's a spotlight. Behind you, the piano guy starts rotating on a platform with the piano now facing right at you and starts playing ragtime music. You look ahead through the bright spotlight and see thousands of children staring at you. Most of them are sitting cross-legged on the floor with smiling adults sprinkled throughout. 
You look all around you to notice any clues as to what the heck they're expecting from you, and you notice that you're surrounded by props. There are about 17 to 32 loaves of bread lining the edge of the stage. Hot dogs, no buns, just cold hot dogs, are suspended by strings above your head. Musical instruments are scattering the floor below you. And then your heart drops because you notice Michelle Obama is sitting in the front row, dead center. And she has the most optimistic and supportive look in her eyes that makes you realize you can do this. So you look down by your feet and you pick up a honky horn and start marching in circles, honking it to the beat of the first song you can think of, which is, I guess, Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. Honk, 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 honkity honk, 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 honk. And then you decide to ask for a volunteer from the audience and a little kid wearing suspenders and a top hat, oh, appears and gets on stage. You hold the kid in one arm underneath your arm while grabbing eggs from a bucket and cracking them over your head with the other arm. The kid giggles and the audience starts laughing hard. So you crack some eggs on the kid's head and even throw some eggs at the audience. They're laughing so hard that you set the kid down, send him back to the audience, and pick up a trombone off the floor. And having never seen anyone actually play a trombone, you wrap your entire mouth around the mouthpiece. So the whole dang mouthpiece is inside your mouth and you start blowing. Nothing comes out of the trombone, but the audience is laughing so hard that Michelle Obama is rocking in her seat, holding her gut and crying in laughter. And for some reason, the audience starts getting out of their seat. What is going on? They're giving you a standing ovation. A standing ovation. The audience appears to believe that you're finished because the whole trombone thing had to be some kind of grand finale. You give them what they want, a robust bow, and they start cheering your name in unison. Honky, baby, honky, baby. And on your final bow, you glance down at your watch and realize it's 9.30 a.m. and you have to go to the bathroom. And just then, on cue of the time, the real Dr. Letizia Haranolami walks onto the stage and you know it's her because she's wearing a lab coat and a name tag. She looks at you with the warmest eyes and says, My work here is done. Good job doing nothing. Ah, that's it for this episode of Sit There and Do Nothing. Thank you so, so much for doing nothing with me today. And now you're a big old blob of goo. You are welcome. Bye.
This episode of Sit There and Do Nothing was designed, produced, recorded, and edited by me, Meg Lewis, with original music by Sono Sanctus. To learn more about me and my work, head to darngood.co. And uh, please subscribe to this podcast if you want to be turned into goo more often.